Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We're back. We are. For a festive edition. Oh, yeah. Where are your jingle bells? <laughs> we have got some somewhere, but I think I hid them because uh, uh, they were annoying. I could just play them relentlessly in the background <laughs> we're talking, because that wouldn't be annoying. We used to do that on the radio, all the bits of music that we use. I got the producer to record versions of it with him just playing sleigh bells over the top, and it, it did wear thin, as it turned but, out. But extremely thin. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we're back, and then we're going to be off for two weeks for Christmas break. And, and I, th- I think we would have been off this week and next. Is that right? No, we'd, we'd planned to do the next two weeks as... as yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. That was the plan. I see. But th- there, there was a bit of a thing. Yeah. Um, so sorry we weren't here last week. It was a bit of a uh, an, an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. But we're back. Also, last week I had a fall. Now I was going to do the podcast <laughs> because I am so brave. Wow! But um, yeah, I had a nasty fall on the ice. Because we've had snow and ice. I, I had a nasty fall too. Did you? What yeah. happened with you? Oh, well, it was it was bad. I was walking rusty. He, mm. he pulled slightly um, and I slipped, went on my bum and fell onto the poo bag that I was holding. Uh, it didn't split though on my coat. Because <laughs> that's the end of that. And it didn't hurt, but it was extremely embarrassing. Yes, yes. So so mine was before the snow actually. Oh, what? It's nothing to do with the snow. No, but it was icy. I didn't realise it was icy. Okay. I'd got one of those rental bikes that I'm always darted about oh, on. Yeah, yeah. And um and and what happened was I was going to meet a friend for breakfast and I went round a corner, skidded on some I'm going to call it black ice. I don't even know what black ice is, but I think it was black ice because that sounds worse. Yeah, much worse. And I fell off this bike so dramatically that five separate people came over to see if I was okay. Five. And a lady invited me into her house for a <gasps> cup of tea. A, st- a strong yes. sugary tea. Yeah. She's Whoa. probably going to put a blanket over me. Wow. Were you okay? I declined because I was, I was going for coffee and I didn't want to over-caffeinate. Oh, don't blame you. Yeah, no, I've, I've still got um, cuts and bruises now. Oh, I'm so sorry. Ruined this jacket that I bought in no. the in the autumn that I really like. Yes, it's been uh, been quite the week for me. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's terrible. And you know, I've been having all these stuff with these rental bikes. No, did what? we talk about this on the podcast? No, no, no. no. Oh, there's somebody who lives near us who is hoarding these bikes. What? What do you mean hoarding? What? Right, I'll explain. Yeah. So if if Quite possibly you listen to this and in the town or city where you live, maybe they don't have these rental bikes. But here's how it works. You open up an app on your phone. Mm. It shows you a map and the location of the nearest bikes you can rent. Mm -hmm. So what I typically do, rent one of these things, cycle to the train station and leave it there and the journey. I think that's how a lot of people use them. Okay. Now... Listeners with a exceptional memory mm. might think, but don't you own a bike? Yes, I do, but I'm really scared of it being stolen, so I never take it anywhere. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. So I've got a bike I don't use unless it's just me and Sarah going for a bike ride. and uh, then, um, not, not leaving it anywhere. No, because I'm, I'm ter- terrified oh. because we are world leaders in bicycle theft. It's We're like, amazing at it's it. one thing good at. Unbelievable, mm. yeah. So uh, you see, I saw somebody with an angle grinder, like, 
you see these bikes that are chained up with the kind of chains you'd think of uh, being used to secure Davy Jones locker at the bottom of the seabed. Mm. And then you'll see somebody in the street with an angle grinder or sparks coming off it. Right, and yeah. uh, people don't get involved, of course. No, of course not. No. No. Um, that's why I don't use my own bikes. I use these rental bikes all the time. So typically I'll think, oh, I've got to be somewhere. I'll look on the map and I'll look for the nearest bike and then walk to it. And you can even reserve the bike so nobody takes it before you get there. Oh, that's handy. It's very clever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this has happened to me now three times mm. in the same location. Mm. I get there to collect the bike. There is no bike to be seen. What? Anywhere. What? It's not there. It's showing on the map. But I can't see it anywhere with my eyes. Luckily, the bike rental app has a feature built into it where you can press a button and it gets the the bike to make a sound. So then you can follow the sound How and retrieve the, the bike. Is it very loud then? It's it's like a nice chime, okay. nice chiming sound. Okay, okay. Through this, I've been able to deduce that somebody is keeping one of those bikes in a shed. No. Yeah. What, so that they can have it for themselves whenever they want? Exactly. So they they obviously use it like I use it to maybe go to the station and get back. But when they get back, they end the ride. And then instead of leaving it for the next person, oh. they carry it to somewhere where it is inaccessible. They're treating so, it like their own private bike. Yes. That's not the spirit of things. I know. Oh, I'm so angry. So I went out under the cover of darkness and made a video illustrating exactly what was happening where press the button to demonstrate the sound thing i've sent it to them the higher company you did not yeah you grass yeah and haven't heard anything back i also put it on instagram which i'm regretting now Mm -hmm. because what if the person comes after me they could see on a bike (laughs) maybe Mm. maybe they sabotaged that bike that i fell off oh Oh, wow. Like cut the brakes or something. Th- think that you'll never be able to cycle again. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so that's uh, that's the big wow. drama that goes on, on with these um, rental bikes. What else am I to tell you about, um, apart from my nasty fall? Uh, oh, something that's happened to me twice since we last spoke on the podcast. Mm. I found lost property on a bus and had to give it to the driver. Oh, do you like doing that? No. Oh, you don't? No, no. I hate it. I'll, hate- tell, you, I'll tell you why. I, why do you think I hate it? The interaction. No, I hate it because the driver despises anybody who gets hands in lost property. Because it's hassle for them. You're creating admin yeah, for them. Yeah. So I think of myself, I've had lost my one it was a pair of glasses one day and it was a wallet the other. Oh. And I I thought myself in that situation, I'd call up the depot and see if they've been handed in or go to the lost property. So I I want to I want to treat the world how I would like the world to treat me. Mm. But the the I mean, if you think a lot, of, a lot. I'm not tarring all bus drivers with the uh, same brush here, mm. but for some of them, I think as we've discussed on the podcast, the amount of effort it takes even to put out the disabled ramp <laughs> seems like the the inconvenience of that seems mm. to mm. drive them insane. Mm-mm. I don't know about their working conditions. I'm yeah. Uh, yeah I've got some, but I, I don't know their situation. Mm-mm. But at a bare minimum, putting out that ramp and receiving lost stuff on a book but they hate you for it they look at you with hatred right and they take it very reluctantly like yes almost any good thing i've done in my life is is not anything it's the the main motivation is oh god nobody else is gonna do it it's gonna have to be me isn't it Mm -mm. i don't want to be handed in things to a driver no but there's no one else to do it. Apart from things where I'm going to get instant reward of other people think I'm a great guy, <laughs> which is reward in itself. And you've never handed it in where they've thought you were a great guy. Never. They're always... No. Mm. I should be putting little notes. Like if it's what I find a wallet again, I should put a note inside it saying, hi, it found your wallet, handed it to the driver. He was not happy about it, but I really <laughs> just wanted to let you know that I, I wanted this to get back to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. But then that'd be intercepted at the depot, wouldn't it? It'd be like trying to, I don't know write letters behind the iron curtain it's very 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 similar yeah, very similar <laughs> um so so that's that um can i tell you about another thing i did this is, might end up going on too long you know i've got I have my cataracts done oh yeah so i went to hospital the other day got my appointment to be assessed because mm-hmm. the optician said you needed them done but that's not enough 
okay. the yeah, hospital have to have to make so, their own decision. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I've waited all this time for that, mm-hmm. and then the appointment, the assessment was just one of the greatest days of my life. Mm-hmm. Because what it's like, have you ever been somewhere like, for example, like interacted with people, say, in the Salvation Army, and then how excited they are to be talking to a young person? It, it gets a bit of a buzz in yes. there. Yeah. That is what it's like being somebody <laughs> under 70 going to the cataract hospital. You know, there's never anyone young in there, I imagine. No, yeah. and they were so, they were so, it felt like they were giddy to see me. <laughs> A young person. I must have seen, I don't know, like four different doctors and 16 different nurses. But, <laughs> and, and I think it was like, oh, I, I want to see him next. I want to see the young yes. person. Yes. Yeah. I think they did all these unnecessary tests <laughs> oh. just so they get to interact with a young person. Let's not forget that I'm 50 in April. Well, let's not. But, no. you know, this is the only environment. So so the reason I bring it up mm. is it's, uh, it's December. Mm. It's Advent. It's festive time. And there was a certain uh, nod to that in the hospital and that there's decorations up, obviously. Mm. But quite a few of the nurses were wearing antlers and Santa hats and things. Okay. What I want to know is, in that job within a hospital, because mm. it was part of a bigger hospital and, and not just an eye hospital, is, is, there a ward on, is there a ward of seriousness after which the antlers aren't worn? Right, yes. Because some of those nurses are going to be giving bad news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the what's the the level? What is the cutoff? Yeah, the cutoff. Yes. Because I want the you know nurses work hard and and, mm. and do an incredible job for them. I want them to have festive fun. Mm, mm. However, and it might cheer some people up. Yes, but I don't know. Is it is it appropriate? We did everything we can. Mm. Um, but I'm sorry to tell you. And then as she sort of nods her head, the little sleigh bells ring. <laughs> I'd say, I would say not appropriate. So what? So what is the rule then? The, I'd, I'd, I'm genuinely interested to know if you work in yeah, a hospital, yeah. what what is the rule with regards antlers and uh, Santa hats and yeah, things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There must be one. Please, please say there is one. <laughs> <laughs> Do let us know if you work in that environment. <laughs> All right, Annabelle P. Yes. AP. Yes. AEP. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to uh, do you want to tell us what the drifters have been sending into us then? Yes. Naomi writes to us. She says, "I've just returned home to recount my story of driftliness at the petrol station to my husband, who had his head in his hands during my recollections, which has also sparked a repressed memory of embarrassment." About 15 years ago, when I was a fairly new driver, my husband and I were on a road trip and we desperately needed petrol. I pulled into a petrol station at the motorway services. Yes, I know. Sounds like absolute luxury and frivolous spending to stop at a service station for petrol. Who can ever afford the petrol there? Please be assured, I only filled up a small amount until we could move on to somewhere more reasonable and sensible. Plus, it was 15 years ago and I could probably have filled up my tank five times for the cost of it now. Anyway, back to the main event. It was busy at the pumps and beads of sweat were forming as I realised that all the pumps that were on the side I needed for my little old courser were full. I was happy to wait. I'd have waited an hour in retrospect if to avoid the mortification that ensued. But my husband, a non-driver at the time and petrol pump virgin, I should add, kindly pointed out the signs that that assured pumpers of the extra long hoses use both sides. I had seen people fill up on the other side on the odd occasion and thought that this was a perfectly natural thing to do as a driver. However, I have since discovered that these people are either A, super strong and dexterous enough to be able to pull the hose out of the stand whilst manipulating it over their car and into the tank, or B, faking it and not filling up at all, but instead they are plants (laughs) for the company that make the signs to prove that the hoses are indeed extra long and you could, if you wanted, fill up either side. I now know it is definitely option B. I naively pulled on the other side of my petrol tank and pulled the hose thinking it would just keep stretching. I walked around the side of my car and tried to fit it in the tank. It was not going to reach. I go back and try and unhook it. Surely it stretches further than this. I go back and try again. This time I managed to get a little petrol out, but alas, it just won't work properly. I am so hot and fluttered by this point. I asked my husband what I should try to do through the window. In that loving way that married couples are able to communicate so well (laughs) non-verbally, he just looks up through the window and shrugs his shoulders. 
great. I decided to admit defeat and replace the novel, noting that my efforts have cost me 13p in petrol, <laughs> before sheepishly returning to the car, reversing and pulling into a pump on my side. I stare straight ahead as I get out of the car and efficiently fill up. During the excruciating time it took to fill up with the £10 of petrol, remember it was 15 years ago, the good old days, when that was a lot then and took a long time, I then started to hone in on my next problem. What do I say to the cashier when I go in to pay? Do I have to pay for the 13p I used? Well, they noticed what has happened to me. Now I'm beginning to think about stealing 13p to hide my shame. Finally, I head into the shop, cheeks already ablaze. I go, I go to the cashier and say, pump five, please, £10 one, and almost inaudible, pump eight, please, 13p on the floor one. She simply looks at me and says in a monotone voice, anything else today? Phew. She charges me for both. <laughs> And I quickly escape back to the warm cocoon of safety of my dear car, <laughs> leaving the sniggers of the truck drivers echoing around the shop. <sighs> Fast forward 15 years to today. I was passing a petrol station and I thought I'd top up before the weekend. Thankfully, I wasn't in dire need of petrol, but I did have an appointment to get to, so couldn't be waiting for ages. I see that all the pumps are full, but there is space for the opposite side. I think to myself, Today is the day that I will move on with my life and leave the past in the past. I am a confident and experienced pumper of petrol now. And I think that if I pull forward enough, I can do it. Motivational speech completed. completed. The dog agrees with me anyway from the back seat. <laughs> and I pull up to the pump. I confidently get out of the car and I confidently pull the hose around like I do this all the time. <laughs> I confidently put it in the tank and start pumping and nothing it wouldn't reach enough for the nozzle to fully engage. Thankfully, however, life has changed a lot now and it is pay at the pump with no human interaction required. <laughs> so I stand there, nonchalantly, for about 30 seconds, looking like I'm putting petrol in the tank. Then I double-check the price, zero pounds and zero pence, replace the novel, nozzle and drive off. <laughs> I'm just off now to pick the dog up from the groomers. On the way, I plan to stop at the same petrol station and actually get petrol this time. <laughs> I can relate so much to that. I'm also just thinking about all the people who get up in arms about like people losing their jobs to machines and how for a drifter that's a complicated issue. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, don't yeah, have to yeah. interact with humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can just pay that 13p yeah, yeah. and go to the next one. And this is from Anon. In 2007, I was living in Mexico with my boyfriend. We had a studio apartment on the roof of a supermarket overlooking a piece of scrubland. Not a charming view. There was nothing to see but dying trees and the odd scrappy bird trying to get worms out of the dry ground. It was August and about 35 degrees with 100% humidity. It was disgusting weather and I was sweating constantly. Our aircon only churned out hot air and opening glass doors to the tiny balcony didn't help. It got to the point where I gave up wearing clothes when I was inside. On another sweltering day, I was moping about when I saw the most brilliant blue bird sitting on the balcony railing. It was nothing short of stunning with electric blue feathers. I grabbed my camera, walked straight up to the glass door and took a few photos. When I put down the camera, I saw for the first time in three months, our scrubland view was not as devoid of life as usual. There were at least 10 men waiting to start building work, all lined up in a row, staring up at me, totally naked. I froze and stood there for at least five seconds before I fled back to the apartment. I was so mortified, I didn't tell my boyfriend, now husband, for a decade. <laughs> at least I can be grateful in those days, camera phones were basically useless. The great untold story in that is what happened. At the 10-year point. Yes. Well, how did it come how up? Did that un and yes. How did it unfold? Yes, yes. Look, I need to talk to you about Yes, that. yes, yes, yes. Something that happened a decade ago. Yeah. Oh. oh, please send us yours. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle? Yes. Let us have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. Okay. So, we've been looking for a new car. Remember, my old one got scrapped. RIP, mm. the HC. It's a nightmare. I feel like looking for a new car 
it's a job on par with being a chancellor. That's how disinteresting cars I am. Like I'm finding it excruciatingly painful, but I'm so terrified of making a bad choice that I'm reading reviews of cars. And honestly, who are these people? I read this phrase about a car I liked. Bit boring to drive. Boring to drive? What do you mean? As a non-driver, I don't understand this stuff at all. What is an exciting car to drive? Like the only emotion I've ever had when driving is fear. So it's (laughs) very confusing to me. Here's another one that you, that you see a lot, and it's like it's supposed to be a good thing, a selling point. One lady driver. What if that lady was me? <laughs> you don't want to buy that car, let me tell you right now. <sighs> but I am keen to go. Isn't that funny, though? That, I mean, just to, 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 yeah, yeah, to make the point, mm. there's still a certain type, maybe there isn't, but there's still a certain type of chauvinistic man who will go on about women drivers. <laughs> But if you want to prove that a car hasn't been ruined, the best way of doing so is by saying, oh, yeah, it's a woman who owned it. And the word lady as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah, always yeah, one yeah. lady yeah. driver. Like you're thinking like little, like what's that driving Miss Daisy? Like, yes, like, like yeah, an old yeah, lady yeah, like, yeah. type thing, isn't it? Yeah. But you, like, you see it a lot. It stuns me. But I am keen to get a car again so I can stop getting online deliveries and go back to the supermarket and use the self-service tools and see my face from a different angle on the screens they've now installed at them. <laughs> Have you seen these? Like They probably haven't got them at your place. What? So there's like a little screen. It's like a CCTV camera screen above the self-service till so you can sort of watch yourself but from a slightly different angle. And are they doing that to just put the thought in the head that if you can see yourself, they yes. can see you too? It's it's exactly that, yeah. Do you think they only do it at trouble supermarkets where there's a lot of... Uh... Oh, uh-oh, because mm. it's got them in mind. Yeah. Anyway, I love them because I feel like I'm the star of my own CCTV show. I love being on bus cam. I love it. Yeah. Do you feel like it's a close you get to be on TV these days? So like it's a bit of a buzz, like it's exciting. (laughs) I love it. One thing I noticed about myself recently at the supermarket is I'm quite frugal. So I always go for the cheapest product or the best offer. But there are some brands that I would just never buy and for no good reason. Here's one, toilet paper. I'll get a supermarket owned brand. Mm. Fine. I'll get Andrex Mm. if it's on special offer. Fine. But Cushel... Not in a million years. <laughs> Wouldn't even consider it. Oh, actually, they've been in touch asking if they could sponsor the podcast. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I'll only use it. Used to be called Charming. Do you know the one I mean? It's oh, got has a koala it got bear, bear on it. Yeah, it's got, yes, it's a koala yeah, yeah, bear yeah, yeah. on it. But like, I don't, I don't get that because ninety to one hundred percent of koala bears have chlamydia, and that's a weird <laughs> association for me and toilet paper. They sleep nineteen hours a day, and they've got an STD, which was like a strange choice for something to wipe myself with. Oh, and I've touched the koala. They're not even soft. They've got very coarse hair. Yes, that's right. I suppose it's just as strange as the feather that appears on the packet of my own brown paper, because that's just a bit of a bird that's fallen off. <laughs> it's probably supposed to make you think of softness, but I just think of trying to wipe myself with a feather and how ineffective it will be. I mean, same goes for a puppy, I guess. Oh, here's another one. Laundry detergent. Surf. Nope, never buying that. No yeah. reason at all. That's just never happening. Oh, I have a bit of that with these. Things. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Wouldn't even consider it. Yeah. It might be because it makes me think of surf and turf. <laughs> but maybe that's what they're, I think they're aiming for like fresh sea surf or something. But I just mm. think of surf and turf mm, and mm, like mm. prawns and steak on the same plate and puts me off. What about fairy? I'll buy fairy. Yeah. Oh, I'll only, no, this is a weird one. I'll buy fairy dishwashing stuff but I wouldn't even consider buying fairy clothes washing stuff because it's like stay in your lane fairy yes we know that for yes. hands that do dishes yeah yeah fine I'm yeah. happy to do that but you're not yeah. getting anywhere near my clothes no yes yeah, yeah I get it yeah yeah <laughs> toothpaste is a weird one for me because I'll only ever buy Colgate oh I will never buy Colgate what why not because it's too mainstream oh I'm so mainstream like I like the more indie the Hold better on, what do you buy then well now that I'm married to Sarah like I'll get McLean's oh I would never get I would never consider I know, McLean's but, um, Forget about that for me. Forget about. But it. I used to get like euthamol. Oh my dad! Or my baking dad. soda. Yeah, my dad. Likes so it just that. feels more indie. Yeah, yeah. Oral B. Never, oh no! Wouldn't, wouldn't no, dream of that. No. I think Colgate's the only brand that I'm truly loyal to. <laughs> oh, porridge oats. Quaker. Yep. Yes, please. Scots. Only if it was the last packet in the shop. <laughs> Even though I found out it's made in the same factory. So you know there's got a man on it doing shot put. Do you know yes. the one I mean? Yes. He's wearing a kilt doing shot put. That picture is based... I found all this out this week. I find it very interesting. That picture is based on a man called Jay Scott, who was famous for being a Highland Games champion in the 50s and 60s, different times. Apparently, the Hollywood star James Mansfield was very taken by him. Jane Manf- 
Jane Mansfield. Is that what I just said? You said James. No, Jane. Jane. Right, right, right. Jane, Jane Mansfield. I was just checking there wasn't somebody I hadn't no, heard no, of. No, 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 no. You're quite right. Jane Mansfield. She was very taken by him. How she knew of him, I don't know. But she was very taken very by famous, him. different times. Well, different times. And they arranged to meet up and she took him to her room and there were lots of small dogs in there and he asked for them to be taken away and she was so furious she got her bodyguard to throw him in the swimming pool. Wow. But they should have entered, the bodyguard should have entered the Highland game. <laughs> But anyway, the woman he did go on to marry, his wife, Susan Boyle's first singing teacher. Is that right? Still, no way am I touching Scott's <laughs> Porsche jokes. Not in a million years. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, let me uh, let me give you three quick things, two of which are Christmas rela- related, one of which is, is barely Christmas related. Okay, to make this more festive. Exactly. Okay. Uh, the, the first one is I was out doing some Christmas shopping the other day mm-hmm. and um, I saw this shop and I'm vaguely aware that it is... Uh, some I don't know, like social enterprise or charity. They're raising money. I think it's to do with refugees. It's called Choose Love. And I look in the window and it looks like they've got some nice looking, just nice, nice looking things. You know, one of those shops that maybe you're going to get some cards you wouldn't get somewhere else from it. Okay. And, and also, I don't know, you can get somebody a nice drinking bottle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some, those kinds of presents. Yeah, yeah. I go in. As soon as I go in, somebody descends on me and says, uh, do you understand how our shop works? Okay. I, I never enjoy that question. No, no. But because I don't want to engage, I say, oh, yes, yeah, I do, actually. Um, and she says, That's oh, well, well, just to remind you, none of the items in here are actually for sale. Um, they all represent something that you can d- donate um, an amount of money. You can donate and then uh, we can give you a card to give people as a present. Right. And I just think, oh, no, what have I done? Oh. Because by saying I understand. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, yep, I understand, and that's why I've come in here. Yep. I'll be donating some money, which, don't get me wrong, I like to donate money, but nobody thanks you. I don't I don't care how good you are. Mm. Nobody enjoys unwrapping a gift, which is mm. a donation has been made in your name. Well, yeah. Now, I think gifts are a waste of time a lot of the time. Mm. And, and I've said many, many times, I would be very happy to never receive another gift and people give their money to charity instead. Mm-mm. But I, I, I can't do that to somebody else. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah. I can't. It's... <laughs> It's a real sort of holier-than-thou move mm. to give somebody a donation to charity Mm-mm. on their behalf. Um, and I think it's it's a real bait-and-switch by having physical objects, which you think, oh, those are nice-looking things. I might go and buy one of those things and raise some money for charity at the same time. You've been so, had. <laughs> so I just made like a 30... A, a oh, no, you did 30, it! Th- 35, but yeah. Is that what I'm getting for Christmas? <laughs> no, no one's getting it. So I can't... So I just, just ended up like... Oh. Just ended up donating £35 to charity for nothing. You know, I don't even get to present that as some kind of oh, Christmas no. gift to somebody. Because if you say you know how it works, it look weird to like say, oh, actually, I changed my mind. I don't, yes, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like the idea really. Yeah, yeah. Gone off There it. are no donation amounts that I feel comfortable with. mm yeah, so that was um oh dear. that was that. It's I'd rather just buy a piece of overpriced tat mm. and whatever the overpricing is built into the profit margin. Can't oh. that just go to charity? Yeah, yeah, that's a good Can't thing. they just do that? Mm-hmm. 
It's my thing, so I can can contribute to the world's problems of having too much stuff and waste. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was that. And then this is vaguely Christmas-related. I'm I'm, I'm waiting for something off of the postman. Mm. So the other day, we were leaving the house, because there's industrial action on at the moment, so I don't know. Have you had many Christmas cards? Mm, Well, I never do anyway, but I'm I'm telling myself it's because of the strike this year. I'd had none until Saturday. When a handful arrived, oh, right. and then I texted me Auntie Carol to say thank you, and she, she said she posted it ten more than ten days ago, which oh. made me feel a bit better. Yeah, because you know it's really making me think we're not very popular. Mm. Anyway, but I understand. I don't have any. <laughs> but and, and I'm I'm waiting for something, a bit anxious about whether it's going to turn up, and I don't know how about you feel about the different delivery options, but to me, Hermes. DPD, DHL, all these private ones. They've got no qualms at all about hiding your stuff behind a bin. Mm. And when I say hiding, Mm-mm. I mean leaving it in plain view that somebody else would be able to collect it, which I would like to run that risk. But the Royal Mail being the Royal Mail, they want to be more professional dependable and they won't just leave something. Yeah, yeah. Then you get one of those cards mm. And then the sorting offices are never open at the best of times mm. for you to collect the stuff, and it's a schlep, and there's industrial, blah, 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 blah. So I've been very keen to make sure that I'm around when the post comes. Yeah, yeah. So we're walking out of the house the other day. We get onto the street, and I see the post van pull up. And I think, we've got to, we're have got we in a rush, but I want to go and talk to the postman and ask if I can if he can check if there's anything for us. Mm. But I know this is asking a lot of him mm. because um, – it's not necessarily the order in which he would be taking the stuff out of the back of his van. Okay. So I go over with Jean and Sarah's training behind us and I say, hi, um, we're from number such and such. Um, would you be able to check if you've got any uh, big packages that won't be able to fit through the letterbox for us? Cause we're just going out. And he sort of says, uh, he looks a little put out, but it's not mm. a bus driver situation. <laughs> he says, uh, yeah, okay. And then, as we're looking in the back of the post office van, I say to Jean, I said, oh, um, oh well, when grand- Grandpa was a postman, uh, I wasn't allowed to sit in the front in case his boss saw him, like ferrying his kid around. So I used to lie in the back with all the mail. It was such fun. And then I say to the postman, oh, yeah, my, da- my dad used to be a postal worker. Anyway, we trace the parcel, blah, blah, blah. Sarah says, as we're walking away, she said three seconds. I said, what do you mean? I said, do you know whenever you speak to a postal worker, oh. you are incapable of doing oh. it without letting them know that you're, <laughs> you're on their side without mentioning that your dad is, was a postman. Oh, three. Is that, did she count? Yeah. And then she goes, one. Yeah. So I'm asking him to inconvenience himself, but I'm also, but my dad was a postman. Oh, I'm, I'm on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have my sympathy. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of you. I think I even sort of wished him good luck with the industrial election. Oh, of, course you, of course you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you mean I think? Of course you did. Yeah. Well, I know that I did. I just don't know. It probably came out so, so garbled. Oh, I see. Because of my nervousness. Right, right. I don't know if he was able to discern it as that. So that's vaguely Christmassy related. Then the, the other thing is that Sarah and I went, we always try and do a little um, Christmas lunch, just the two of us. And we did that today. Um, but we hadn't booked anywhere. So we we went somewhere, and I always get her to. If we haven't reserved a table, I'm always too nervous to ask mm-hmm. because I can't handle the rejection. <laughs> okay. So I get her to ask, mm. and the first place they say, "Oh no, sorry, we're fully booked." And in the second place, as we're going in, she says, um, "Do you want to stay outside? Because I know that you, you know, even with me asking, you're not going to be able to handle two rejections." <laughs> So that's what she did. Oh, really? She knows me so well oh. that even being present at her rejection a second cope. time, I can't cope with it. Mm-mm. So then she came out and got me. And we had a nice lunch. But there was um, there was a man two tables away, mm. and I got quite distracted by him because I thought, like, this guy looks good. I was like, look at that guy there. She's like, what? I said, look at him. That's like, a nice cardigan. His hair's nice. Like he's, he's he's in good shape, like just he's taller than I am, and she says, "I don't know why you're fixating on him. The the waiter is far better looking." And I'll tell you why I'm fixating on him, 
because the waiter, it's like, I don't know, if I see somebody like George Clooney or David Beckham or an attractive person, I don't think, oh, God, if I was just like them. It's like they're a different species to me. <laughs> but this guy was just like, he was like two rungs up. <laughs> it's like if just, if, if jeans and, and other circumstances had just been a bit kinder, I could, I could have clawed my way up there, but just not quite. <laughs> So I find I find somebody slightly better looking than me mm. more triggering than a very good looking person. Oh, that's interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, as as I say, I'm not sure that ended up being particularly festive. There was an insight into, into your mind, which we all enjoy. <laughs> so thank you. Okay, Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. Last one of 2022. Okay, I know. And it's from, the first one, it's from Rachel, long-term listener, first-time caller, in brackets, from New Zealand. Oh, Rachel, thank you for for silently lurking all this time and thank you for for heeding us when the call went out for Quandaries. I am a borderline drifter. I definitely relate to a lot of situations that are brought up on the podcast, especially when it relates to talking to people and especially broaching awkward topics. I would love your advice on my dilemma, please. I have a friend who I've known for 25 years since our 20s. After the arrival of our children, we have exchanged birthday gifts and Christmas gifts between ourselves and the children. My boys are now 18 and 25 years old and her girls are still high schoolers. It is very hard to know what to buy them. And for birthdays lately, I've resorted to cash. Christmas gifts for them, now they are teens, have been beach bags, towels and last year's card games. But I would quite like the whole tradition to stop. But then I feel bad as she's obviously been buying gifts for longer as my boys are older. I did think that this year I might just buy a family outdoor game. I wonder if she would get the hint. What can I do about this situation, please? I think that's a very good idea. Buying like a big sort of group thing. Yes. Yeah. I think you sort of do that for a couple of years to wean. Wean off. Yeah. They need to wean. Yeah. They need to wean off your festive teat. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe until her girls have caught up to that to that age when you've started weaning yeah. off your festive teat, then man, then is the time. I mean it does serve you right for putting off having children. <laughs> it's interesting like, for you to say you know, that. If you uh, yeah, I know. If you um I accidentally end up Tangent. I'm wondering if it's this basically somebody asked me if I was going to a Christmas party on Saturday mm. and I said oh no I'm not invited mm. and then instead of just leaving it at that this this friend of mine harangued the party throwers right. into inviting me Oh, but- which I didn't want to go you know I don't want to go to anybody's party mm. but because of the haranguing oh. I felt that I had to show my face oh right which I did Anyway, I was making a small talk with a stranger and um, he said, so did you say you just have the one the one kid? I said, yeah. He says, oh, how old? And I said, oh, six and a half. And his face, the way he looked at me was he couldn't compute how old I looked. No. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, I, I can tell what you're thinking there. <laughs> I said, you're, you're thinking... Late in life, father. What is this? A second marriage? And what did he say? And he sort of laughed and he went, "Well, yeah, I was just, I was just curious." He was thinking that. Yeah. So, you making your little quip there mm, about gosh. the age at which I became a father? Yes, sorry. It, it, it played out in real life on Saturday night yeah. at a party that I accidentally got invited to. Sorry for all of that. Yeah. Troubled memories. For um, you. <laughs> Where are we up to now with this? I, th- I think so, uh, you know, because you were just like selfishly living your life <laughs> while your friend was procreating, getting on with it. Yeah, yeah. And now you're paying the price. Yeah. I mean, I, I speak as somebody who had fertility issues. No, and, hold on. Her boys, you know, her boys are the older ones. She had children first. Oh, then that's everything I just said, but against <laughs> your friend and you don't have to get any presents, not even a family games compendium. <laughs> 
because she was the one yeah. who didn't keep yeah. up with you. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right, then fine. No, go on. You, you, you need to um, give some natural, useful advice oh. here, even though I think the question is kind of answered by the games compendium. I do think it's that. Or a voucher for a family activity. Yeah, yeah. I carry a lot of bitterness, as I think I've said before, about unused vouchers. I would... Should I tell you what I would do? Mm. I would decide at a finish point. Yeah. And I wouldn't say anything, but I'd just stop. Just stop doing it. Yeah. And then eventually they'll they'll get the hint. I'd just stop. I don't think that's a hint. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Could you say something? Say, oh, um, so you've been doing it <laughs> for 25 years. She's in, she's, in, she's in New Zealand, right? Yeah, yeah. Have they got a cost of living crisis? Because mm. I'm finding that very useful. Oh, yeah, I would, but a uh, cost of living crisis. I would, I, what I would do is I would, ca- I would catch up. I would wait until her girls are 25. That's a long way away. Oh, you're gonna, you've got to buy a present until they're 25, but say to her, you could... My kids are too old for gifts now. Please stop. I'm going to keep them well, until yours uh, left home. I really want to keep buying them something like nice. But you, you, you don't have to buy them anything anymore. Can we not just be open about this? Yeah, but make it. Try and make it about you. Right. How would you do like, that? Well, say. You say, look, should, should, should we should we put a stop to this whole kid? Christmas presents thing because I feel bad for you. Mine are like in the twenties now. You don't need to be buying these grown ups these things. Times are times are tough even here in New Zealand with Jacinda Ardern. You know, it, 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 we, we, I mean, they're calling it the uh, the cost of living crisis in in Europe. Um, and to to some extent, you know, we're all feeling the pinch. Let's 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 put a stop to it because I just feel bad for you buying this. And let me tell you something about my kids. Very ungrateful. Mm. Very very ungrateful with these presents that you're buying them. Oh no no you know, no, no, no! I have no, to force them that. into saying that. Yeah, no. throw your kids under the bus a no, little bit. Oh no! Say, um, so I mean, I could carry on buying buying for yours because they're younger, <laughs> I suppose. I mean, and then just like leave a long pause where mm. she goes, no, no, you no, don't. Do let's that. just stop. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think we've got that done. Yeah. Then. So throw your kids under the bus as a okay. couple of ingrates okay. who don't even like the presents, and and make it you know make it all about her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Happy with that? Let's do a quick one from Sharon. Mm-hmm. My quandary is that my husband, let's call him Alan, given it's his name, <laughs> keeps coming up with his own quandaries on which he thinks he should seek your advice. Okay. The problem is they are not in my view, really quandaries. Being a drifter, I don't want to feel shame, embarrassment and social awkwardness by association, so I've been dissuading him from sending them in. I have tried to workshop the old suggestion, but to no avail. So my quandary is, should I just let Alan send in his feeble quandaries and bear the drifter spectrum of emotions that I will surely experience if, slash when, they get read out? Mm. Yours, Grand Chancellor Sharon. Well, as someone behind the scenes, it's very rare that we get one that doesn't reach the standard required. Is it, you know, the, the truth of if it ever. is, the truth of it is, we get some great quandaries. Sometimes, and then sometimes we need a bit of filler. So, and then when it is filler, you and I, you really more than me, mm. we'll we'll try and throw a bit of energy at it to mm. to gloss over it not being quite up to par. I mean, how do you think Sarah feels when her mum sends an email? <laughs> if you've sent in a quandary and it hasn't been used that will only be because the same quandary was like too recently yes but has i've had a few double ups where i haven't oh i can't use that because we used it we had one very similar, similar one recently. Yeah, yeah. and then i put it away for like you know a couple of years until we've all forgotten there are occasional admin issues as well exactly that yeah that's true somebody came at me on a on twitter the other day about what? um about me they're they criticizing me to well, you. Not, not you not you by name well that's who but they were in. talking about um and having never received a unicycle they won on drunk versus stoned you're joking no oh that wasn't me well th- th- fine then i didn't yeah, know yeah, if it, you know yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm completely innocent of that that, great, was not, that great, wasn't great. my you job yeah. write the number down wrong Oh, could it, it could have been addressed. I mean, they were drunk or stoned. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's terrible. And he said it was a scam. I said it wasn't a scam. No. Like a scam is a way of getting something. What were, you, what were we getting out of you? This was Apart like from... 20 years ago. Why is he bringing it up now? Come on, it wasn't that long ago, was it? It was, 20, it was more than 20 years ago. No, it wasn't. It was like 2006, 7 and 8. Oh, okay. So it's been a, 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 15 years. 
<laughs> anyway, I think we're clear from a statute of limitations point of view. And also, mm. we don't bear any personal responsibility. Well, that, was, that was nothing yeah. to do with me. No. I mean, <laughs> um, I, I personally, like, just let him send it. And then if, if I think it is, in your words, feeble, I just won't use it. If it was that feeble. If it was that feeble. And then if it was a bit feeble, we would. But we try and sort of, like I say, we, we gloss over the the feeble nature of it, I think, in a way yeah. that wouldn't embarrass you. Yeah. I and also think... you'd have something to hold against him. Yeah, that time you embarrassed Embarrass me by me. sending in that yeah. quandary. I'm kind of intrigued now to get all these feeble ones so I can be the, the judge of how bad they are. Yes. So um, I'm, I'm all for him sending them in. What yes, are... please, Alan. Yeah, come on, Alan. You can do it. And that was our podcast for this year. Thank you for listening. We're now um, off for a couple of weeks. And, and, and again, I know we were off last week, but unfortunately it was a bit of a uh, situation. Thanks to everybody who sent nice messages. And I just want to let everyone know everything is okay. But we uh, thank you for your concern. Mm. Um, it's, it's nice to know that people are thinking of us when life throws stuff at you, as it sometimes does. But uh, every, everything's... Um, it's okay and we're now going to be off for a couple of weeks as we tend to be at this time of year yes. uh, but do in that time catch up on any podcast you haven't listened to well, maybe listen to some a second time why not I mean Third, even. Reasons, yeah. Yeah. Um, and do uh, do send us your quandaries for Quandary Corner and your general drifter stories it's hello at adriftpodcast.com and of course you can support us on patreon patreon.com stroke adrift uh, another newsletter is due imminently i believe yep and then um the next thing we've got coming very soon is you conducted a poll mm. um about a little behind the scenes intimate video yep not that intimate just in case no. anybody's getting the wrong idea no, uh so that's that's that'll be the next thing on yep. Patreon coming very soon very soon so uh, yes thank you if you do support us on there thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music Carla Gowlett took our photos uh, Kim Rainey designed our artwork and I'd like to finish with just a little a little bit of poetry okay okay and so happy Christmas for black and for white for yellow and red ones let's stop all the fight. Oh, and I've just seen who the podication is from and what a lovely one to end the year on. It is our friend, the person behind the unofficial Drifters Facebook group tiff who says hi jeff and annabelle hi hi i would like to request a podication for my friend paul paul and i have been friends for five years now but it feels like we've always been friends we've never met face to face but i couldn't ask for a better friend you know people, people talk about how terrible the modern world is but when i hear something like that mm. i think it's, it's great in some ways too isn't it uh we chat every day even if it's just a good morning how are you but usually we'll share some bad dad jokes, questionable food, and I even got him to make and drink, oh, God, this isn't good, beef fizz Ooh. once. Ooh. That's two cans of condensed beef broth, ginger ale and lemon juice, just in what? case you know, needed to know. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't. I can't Ooh. with that. I'm sorry. Uh, back in September, Paul and his family were badly affected by Hurricane Ian and his house was flooded. Since then, he and the family have spent their free time fighting mould and trying to dry out the house. Oh, God, that's a nightmare. I don't, I don't want to compare what um, Paul's been, the family been going through to what whatever nonsense is happening here, but there's a really bad smell in our living room and I can't figure out where it's coming from. Ooh. It smells like, you know, if you leave, um, if you accidentally leave washing in the washing oh, machine. Oh, yeah, that musty smell. Yeah. And honestly, I'm like the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang trying to find it. Mm. I think it's coming up from the floorboards from the cellar, but I've, I've been down there with a torch. I even unscrewed part of a, a wall to try and get oh inside the God. crawl space. Wow. Yeah. Um, not quite comparable, though. No, not You're, comparable. No, 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 no. Say, no, no. Yeah. yeah. You know, 
a house being flooded, mm. your home, terrible. Mm. Me, it's just that I've got, yeah, my in-laws coming for Christmas. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're judgmental about things like <laughs> damp smells and, you know, I'm going to try and get rid of it. Mm. I've had lots of candles go in. Well, those things called like sticks in a jar of perfume. <laughs> Diffu- you know those? The, yeah, those. Very nothing, modern, those, aren't they? Yeah, nothing's yeah. doing the trick. No. Um, thankfully, they have a place to stay while they wait. As you can imagine, all of this has been incredibly stressful for him. But even though he's had so much on his mind, he's still been there to listen and support me while I struggle with my mum's cancer diagnosis and process all that that means for me, being so far away from home. He's been there like a true best friend. That's amazing that you've got somebody like that in such a difficult time. God, how awful, Tiff. Um, He's an amazing human being that I am blessed to have in my life, and if I could magic his house fixed, I would do it in a second. Thanks, Paul, for being you. For drinking beef fizz. Why do you have to mention the beef fizz again? It's horrible. (laughs) And for eating all the bugs for live stream for The Cure to raise money for cancer research every year. I mean, I'm not that much more comfortable than the bugs, but there does seem to be a a point to it. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And mostly for being part of my journey and being my friend. Life would be far from, uh, sorry, far more boring if you weren't around. It's the kind of friend you want, isn't it? Mm. So, yeah, we hope hope, uh, you, you get the house and the mold sorted soon, Paul. What a wonderful thing that two of you found each other. And big love to Tiff as well from us. Yes. As ever. Tiff is uh, uh, one of life's good people, which is an understatement. So uh, there we go. Latest edition of the podcast, Podicated Paul uh, from Tiff. More podications in the new year if you'd yes. like one. Email us. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. But for now, to uh, to you and all your kin or just Kith and kin. Do you think Kith and kin? Let's do both. Kith and kin. Mm. Not just the Kith. What is Kith? I don't know. I don't know either. I think it might be your friends. Okay, we'll better say it then. Kith and yeah, Kin. Yeah. Kith or Kin. And. You pick. Yeah. You can have both. Mm, fine. It's not either or. No, it's fine. Kith and or Kin. Mm. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, I'm going to leave the last words of the podcast for 2022 uh, to Annabelle, who's going to say something beautiful and poignant. Away in a manger. (laughs) I'm sorry, I misheard you. (laughs) Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.